This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. You know, there's one theme that I've tried to base my preaching on. There's one thing that I've always tried to make sure came out, and in every message, I want this to be known. And I want everybody to know that I believe God's promises are as much for us today as they were when they were written in the scriptures. God's promises are for you. And I want you to understand that. I want you to know it's not just something that we read. God did it then, and since the Bible tells me he's the same yesterday... And because he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. So that tells me that his promises weren't just for then, that his promises are for right now too. And I want us to read the scriptures and read the passage understanding that concept, that his promises are for me over the past week. I've had this passage on my heart, Psalm 91. Psalm 91, if, if, if you've read it and you know the scripture, you know that it's something we could literally take two months on and still not cover it all. There's so much good stuff within this passage, but I wanted to give you an overview today of Psalm 91, and I believe this message today is full of God's comfort and his peace, and it's especially something that we need to be reminded of in times like this. But as I read this passage, I, I really want you to take this to your mind. I don't want you to just hear it. I don't want you to just listen to me read it. As I read this passage, I want you to believe it for your own life. This passage, I want you to pray it over your home. I want you to pray it over your job. I want you to pray it over your children. It says, Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I hope you understand that today, right now, that if you dwell, you can find rest. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. But here's the comfort that I find within this passage. It will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say... The Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Why? Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. Do you realize that just for the simple reason that you love him because I love him he will protect me because I love him he will save me because I love him he will deliver me he will call on me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation I want to share with you one basic principle today 
that if you put this into practice, to live a life, and I, I believe if you do this, you'll live a life that God has purposed for us. Here's what we need, number one. And the scriptures tell this in, in, in Psalm 91, 1 through 8, that we need a place to dwell. There must be a place to dwell. It's a place of rest. Verse 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Three things to look at right here. To dwell and find shelter and find rest. When you dwell, it talks about living in a certain place. Do you live in the shelter of the Most High? Or do we just mosey in every once in a while and just get with God what we need at that moment? The Bible says that we are to dwell, that we're to live there, we're to stay, we're to remain and never leave. It's in his presence where I'm sheltered. It's in his presence where I'm the most safe. It's in his presence where I am undone, where I am undone, where, 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 the, where the flesh has gone. When I am undone, I, I, God is creating a new self. He, he, he is creating in me what he's purposed for me. So I, I, it's in his presence where, I'm, where I am undone and in his presence where I am made new. It's in his presence. We're getting some wind now. It's in his presence where I'm the most safe, where I can hear his voice the clearest. When the storms come, what happens? We tend to navigate to the safest place, to the safest room, to that part of the house where we won't be harmed. Don't you know that for the Christian walk, that the safest place for us to be is in his presence? That is the safest place, and that's where he wants us to be. Listen to the words of Christ himself in John. He says, I am the true vine. He said, I am the gardener. He, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. It says, it, it says if you remain in me, remain to dwell. To dwell means to stay, to remain. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. You see, we've got to find that place where we can dwell. We've got to find that place where we can find rest. God's shelter doesn't keep the storms from coming. Just like a storm pit won't keep the storms from coming. They'll still come. But what his presence does is it keeps us from harm. The Bible never said that hard times wouldn't come. There will be things that we face that are hard for us to grasp, hard for us to understand, and even might cause us to question, God, why am I going through, through this? Why, why have you taken me through, through this? Why me? I see this person. I see that person. You're blessing them. You're blessing him. You're blessing her. Why not me? And we go through those times where we question. It's okay to question, but don't doubt. It's, it's okay to ask God, hey, God, what about me? Because when I dwell in his presence, when I live where he is, then he 
will answer my prayer. Not when I want them, right? But when he, when it's his timing. But I must dwell in his presence. You know, when it's time to go on a um, a vacation, who likes vacations? I love them. They're awesome and amazing, right? How much time do we take trying to find the perfect place? How many resources do we go through to make sure that it's the, the, the uh, most calm, the most peaceful, stress-free environment that we can get to? Let me tell you what the Bible says. Jesus says, when you come to me, I will give you rest. Now, I'm not saying a vacation is a bad thing because God help me, I need one right now, okay? But when you're going through life and trials hit you, the safest place you can be is to come into the presence of God because it's in the presence of God where he'll give you rest. This place to dwell. Verse 2 talks about how it's a war zone. This place to dwell, it says, he is my refuge And a shelter, the Webster's Dictionary, defines it as a military stronghold. What's that tell you about what takes place in the life of every Christian? There is a continual battle raging on as we speak. Angels and we've got demons going at each other for your soul. But I'm here to tell you, when you're in the shelter of the Almighty, when you're in that place of rest, God will protect you. You have um, a Proverbs chapter 18 that says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are what? Safe. Psalm chapter 24. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. You see there's not anything that we're going to go through a face that God hasn't already taken care of. He's already won the battle. When you abide in God, it affords us the protection that we can find nowhere else. The Lord is mighty in battle because he's already won. He's gone before us. The original passage says, A 1,000 may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Why? Because you're in that place of rest. You're in that dwelling place, the shelter of the Most High. If you get anything this morning, I want you to get this right here. We need a place to dwell. We need to make sure that we have that place where I am one with him. Number two, if you're taking notes, not only do we need a place to dwell, but there's a condition that must be met. Verse 9 of Psalm chapter 91 says, if you say the Lord is my refuge, if you believe it in your heart, if you know it to be true, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, you see, if you constantly dwell in his presence, if you are living in and for him and not of this world, if you're constantly trying to strengthen your relationship with him and you rejoice in him, you see, the world is full of Christians who abide in Christ on Sunday and live like the rest of the world the rest of the week. That's not what the Bible says that we should do. The Bible says that you rest in Him always. That you are always in the presence of God. I read from John just a, just a minute ago, but I, I want to look at that just a little bit closer. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. 
You see, we need Jesus working in us so that we can have the fruit that he wants us to have. We must abide in him. If we abide in Christ, his life will flow through us. Abiding means to stay connected. How do I stay connected with him? A lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle where I have a moment with him every morning, where I take a minute with him every evening, where there's something about my walk with God that I cannot go a day without talking to him. I am connected. You see, I love my my wife. My wife's amazing. But if I never talk to her, I'm never connected with her. I must stay connected to the true vine because it's the true vine that works through me that allows me to bear fruit. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying stay connected with Jesus. Psalm 91 is a promise to us that he will protect us, that he will shelter us, that he will provide for us, but the condition is we must stay connected to him. And if we abide, verse 10, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. A couple nights ago, I was woke up from my sleep. I had a fear come over me. And I'm going to be honest with you this morning, that fear was for my children. That fear was for my health. It was about midnight. And I was asleep. I, I was getting some rest. And all of a sudden I woke up and my mind couldn't stop running. I said, God, why am I feeling this fear right now? Why am I, why is this emotion hitting me right now? He woke me up and said, go read Psalm 91, a passage that I've read a hundred times before, many more times than that. And it was that passage that when I read it, when it said that no fear would, would, would harm, that no harm would overtake me, that my tent would be safe, my home would be safe. I'm here to tell somebody today that might have been gripped by fear. You might be going through something right now where you're scared to death over what's going to happen next you might not have a job and you're looking for a job your kids might be away from God and you may be praying that God reach them you have a fear inside of you that will God do will will he do it I'm here to tell you this morning that if you trust in him if you abide in him if you rest in his shelter that only he can bring then he will answer your prayer fear has no place in the life of a believer so how do we get to this place where my life can totally depend on God for everything by abiding in him? Galatians chapter 5. So I say live by the spirit and you will not gratify the, 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 the desires of your flesh. The desires of my flesh won't even come to the forefront of my mind. If I abide in his spirit... John, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, it's not counterfeit. His anointing is not fake. His anointing is real. It is a very real thing if you'll just dwell in it. That peace can come to your home too. I want you to notice there's a strong connection between trusting God, the anointing, and abiding in Christ. The anointing teaches us to trust him and to abide in him. It's not fake. And then we move down with Psalm 91. We got um, a verse number 11. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. 
Do you realize that when fear overtakes you, and that when you abide in His presence, and you dwell in the shelter of the Almighty, that He will command His angels, go, 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 protect them, deliver them, answer their prayer, give them purpose. Whatever it is that you've been praying for, God will do it. You see, we must have a beautiful, constant relationship with the Savior. And as a matter of fact, we are His bride. The church wants to come back for a pure bride. Jesus wants to come back for His bride. And as the body of Christ, how do we become that pure, clean bride to be pure of mind, pure of heart? Why does he do this? Because we dwell. Because we abide. See, for Mother's Day, I got my wife a new watch. Got her some things to bake cakes with. She's a great cake baker. They're so delicious, if you can't tell, right? They're awesome cakes. I I got her some T-shirts. I got her some things for the pool that we just put up that took me forever to do but thank God it's done I remember her asking me why'd you do all this I get one but why'd you do it all I said the reason's easy because I love you because there's nothing that I wouldn't do for you there was there's not anything that I wouldn't buy that I wouldn't give that I wouldn't do to make sure that you know that I love you do you realize that the relationship we have with Christ, he's looking down on us and you say, God, why would you do this for me? Why would you protect me? Why would you give me peace? Why would you do this? The answer is easy because I love you. Because there's nothing that I wouldn't do for you. Do you realize I sent my son to die on a cross so that you wouldn't have to go through the pain? Do you realize that I did all of this just for you? There has to be a why to, to all of this. Psalm 91. And Psalm 91 tells us the why. Because he loves me, says the Lord. Because you love him. Because you take time with him. Because you love him, I will rescue him. Because you love him, he will protect you. Because you love him, because you acknowledge his name, he will call on me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This passage says that he is the rescuer. Because you love him, he will rescue you. Who is the one who loves God? First, it's the one who has trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord. And if you've given your heart to him, if you trust him, then he is in you. Next, the book of John tells me that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. How do I show God that I love him? By obeying what God has told me to do. And if I am obedient to the scriptures, not the letter of the law, but if I'm obedient to the scriptures, then you can believe that the Spirit will help me when I need it the most. He is my rescuer. It also says that he will protect me. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Remember, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. Do you realize that whatever it is that you may go through, I can say the name Jesus. And when I say the name Jesus, all demons in hell flee. 
because of the power that comes in his name. It also says that he will deliver. I will deliver him and honor him. What do you think God will deliver you from? The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Bible says my God has come to give you what? Life. And so that you may have it more abundantly. The devil wants to harm you. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to take your passion. But I'm telling you, when you dwell and abide in him, the enemy will not harm you because my God will deliver you. He will protect you from the hurt. He'll protect you from the lies. The Bible says be alert and of sober mind. The enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith because you know that the family of, of um, believers all throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Let me tell you something. What's so great about him is that the same God that answers your prayer at the same time is the same God that answers yours. He loves everybody the same. When you abide and you dwell and you trust. As I kind of close this message up, I want to share with you that something tangible that we can do, how, how we can go about dwelling in the shelter of the Most High. How can we apply this to our life? Number one is to do a reality check on you. Are you really living every moment for God? Or are we trying to have the best of both worlds? Are we in tune with the Spirit? Have we trusted Him with everything? Is there something, the Bible says, search me, know my heart. Is there something in me that maybe is not right, that's, that's not pure? And God, if there is, I pray that you would take it away from me because I know the only way that, that you'll protect me and that, that the shelter will come and that I can abide and dwell is if my heart and my mind are in the right place. So God, if there's something that's not right, get it out. 1 John chapter 1, if we claim to know him and yet walk in darkness, we're lying to ourselves. Allow the Holy Spirit to show us what we need to address, what we need to fix. Number two, we must get rid of the things in our life that allows the devil to creep in, the temptations. Temptations can be the end to us if we allow them a front row seat in our mind. But we must take those temptations of our flesh and put them where they belong, out of our mind. And we must fill the mind with the power of his word. With the love of Jesus Christ. Seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Be filled with him. His presence, his anointing, and his peace. You see, I want so bad, Seth, if you come. I want so bad to be the person that Psalm 91 talks about. I want to dwell. I want to dwell because I find shelter and rest. And I know that when I do that, he'll save me. He'll cover me. And under his wings, I'll find refuge. He'll be a shield around me. You see, when I dwell, when I abide, I will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. Wouldn't it be nice to not fear tomorrow? Wouldn't it be nice not to worry about tomorrow? You see, I can do that when I dwell in him. 
Sickness will not come near me. He has fought the battle for me. It will not. What, why do I want this for, for, for my life? Let me tell you why. If I say the Lord is my refuge and I make the most high my dwelling, no harm will overtake me. No disaster will come near my home. And there's nothing in this world that I don't love more than number one, my, my, my relationship with Christ and two, my children that sit in that car right there. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for those kids. And I'm telling you, if it means their protection for me to dwell, then you better believe I'm going to do everything I can to dwell in His presence. I want shelter. I want peace. I want those answered prayers. And if for nothing else it means that my kids will be saved, then by God, I'm going to do it. No fear will come near my tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They'll lift you up in, in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. I hope you see why this morning a reason to dwell. Why we must abide. We are better off when we do. And what does he want from us? See, this is the easy part. All he needs from me is for me to love him back. That's it. If you love me, I will protect you. Because you love me, I will provide for you. Because you love me, I'll protect your children. Because you love me, I'll open up that door for, for that job you've been praying for, for that promotion you've been asking God for. Because you love me, Hannah, I will open up every door to make sure you get into that, that um, a doctorate program as quick as you did. Because you love me, no sickness will come upon you. Because you love me, no pestilence will come near you. Because you love me, there's no fear that will grip you. Why? Because you love him. What's the message right now? What I want you to hear. Love him with all your heart. Love him with everything that you have. And I want to pray for you right now. I don't know who this is for. I don't know what you've been praying and believing God for. But I'm telling you right now as God is my witness. If you love Him. If you have relationship with Him. If you dwell in His presence. There is nothing that He won't do for you.